highly skilled and motivated professionals, and the most medically advanced equipment. That's Manatee Memorial Hospital. And this is Manatee Talk Radio with Melanie Cole. Lung cancer is a diagnosis that no one wants to hear. However, surgery to remove the cancer, and often along with other kinds of treatments, may be an option for certain types of lung cancer. My guest today is Dr. John Brock. He's board-certified cardiothoracic surgeon and a member of the medical staff at Manatee Memorial Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Brock. So what's the first line of defense? If someone is diagnosed with lung cancer, that's a terrible thing to hear from a doctor. What do you first tell them? Well, number one, thanks for having me. Uh, but the first thing is to the most important uh, aspect of lung cancer is to determine what stage you're in. Stage one and stage two cancers are amenable to surgical resection. Stage three and four uh, require a chemotherapy and radiation are, are not uh, in the realm of surgery for surgical resection for cure. So the first thing are the scans and biopsies and to place you in one of the four stages of lung cancer. So if they're in stage one or two and they are a candidate for a surgical resection of this tumor, what are some of their surgical options? What do you tell them is going on out there in the, in the field of lung cancer surgery? Well, for the majority of lung cancer patients, the uh, best choice is lobectomy, which is uh, you have three lobes on the right, two lobes on the left. And the reason why we take the entire lobe uh, out of a patient is because that's the drainage of the lymphatic system. So that's the best chance for complete cure of the lung cancer is removal of the lymph nodes as well as the lobe, which includes the lymph nodes and the surrounding area of lymph nodes. Um, and so that, that, that offers uh, the best chance to cure. Uh, very seldom in certain unusual circumstances, we would take the whole lung out, but it's rare that we do that. And so, and, and you may or may not, depending on what the specimen that's removed after it goes to the pathologist, whether you need radiation or chemotherapy following the resection. So how are these resections done, Dr. Brock? Is this something that patients, what would you like to ask them about this type of procedure? Is it done video-assisted? Is this considered minimally invasive? Speak about the procedures themselves. Well, most, most all we try to do, most all of the procedures that we do here are attempted with many, uh, minimal uh, invasive technique, mostly thoracoscopy. The other minimal invasive technique, of course, is ro robotics, uh, which we have available here. It's just that I don't use that uh, because my concern, uh, there's pluses and minuses, but the robotic surgery, though the surgeon can see maybe a little bit differently, can see a little bit better sometimes. If you get into certain aspects of the pulmonary artery, et cetera, it takes about 10 or 15 minutes to disengage the robot. With the thoracoscopy, if you have problems, uh, you get into bleeding, that can be rectified immediately. With the other uh, device, uh, it takes a while. So for safety reasons, and, and there's only three holes as opposed to four or five usually, uh, we prefer to do the, uh, um, and, and uh, Dr. Smith did with a single uh, hole, and sometimes we can use in a single hole, do um, uh, minimally invasive thoracoscopy with a using a lobectomy. Now, depending on your anatomy, depending on how the situation is with in individual cases, sometimes we'll, we'll opt for a thoracotomy, which is a, a little bit bigger incision and, and spreading of the ribs. Uh, and um, 
about 70% of the cases nationwide are done that way, uh, but we try to do more with the, the minimally invasive thoracoscopy here at Manatee. That's fascinating how this field is changing, and what is life like for somebody who has had one of these procedures afterwards if they've had the minimally invasive? I imagine that they're recovery time is, you know, certainly shorter and they're out of the hospital sooner. When does it require those adjuvant therapies and, and what is their life like? Well, for stage one cancers, as a rule, they'll be in the hospital from three to five days. Um, if they're, when the air leak stops, depending on, again, their anatomy and how they're born and, and whether they have a incomplete fissure or not, usually they're out of the hospital in three to five days. Uh, with some pain, there's still a, a, a modicum amount of pain, but we, we usually try to block them uh, postoperatively. And then, uh, you know, that with all the opioid problems we've had in this state, uh, we try to just uh, give them a week or so of, uh, of narcotic uh, coverage. And then after that, just extra strength Tylenol. So that within a couple of weeks, they're driving and they're fairly active and they can, they can resume back to their normal activities, uh, depending on what they're tidal volume or their amount of lung that they have left. We usually always check that and make sure we don't leave someone with inappropriate pulmonary functions where they would, God forbid, lie in a bed the rest of their life or, you know, not be able to function normally. So the whole goal is to remove the tumor, stage one or stage two, and then get them back to doing what they were doing. And most of our patients, um, 95% of them go back to their active lifestyles and um, just keep going on and and they're cured. That's amazing. And where do you see the field going as far as any of these other therapies, immunotherapy? I mean, you see a lot of lung cancer. Where do you think the field is going in the next 10 years, Dr. Brock? I I think pretty much it's going to be genetically uh, mediated, depending on the type of tumor. And like you said, it's uh, more than immunotherapy, it'll be genetically uh, determined, uh, targeted uh, for your particular uh, genetics. Uh, you know, each one of our DNAs, as you know from TV shows, uh, is unique, like fingerprints. Uh, and, but there are certain commonalities these tumors have, and they can be targeted uh, with chemotherapy. I don't see that resection, I don't see that resection is going to go away, but I think it certainly, I think the cure rate for lung cancer is going to be, be improved quite a bit. Uh, and in the meantime, of course, there's, you know, smoking cessation and, and lifestyle, but um, uh, 10 to 12% of our patients don't have never smoked and they develop lung cancer. And so, you know, uh, again, uh, they're the etiologies of that. And, but I do see it being all um, biochemically mediated through DNA. Dr. Brock, you told me before that you are a marathon runner. So not only are you a cardiothoracic yeah. surgeon, but you're also an avid exerciser. If you were to give your best pieces of advice, you mentioned smoking cessation. And there's also been a lot of talk in the media about lung cancer screening as an option now. What would you tell people and what do you tell people every single day about possibly preventing it in the first place? Well, I, you know, I obviously, you know, you can look on the CBS news and find out about uh, how to prevent it, you know, without, without smoking. And then if you have a strong family history, you should be screened. We have screening here at Manatee uh, Memorial Hospital. Uh, you should take advantage of that. I think and if you're, if you, you're, uh, you had a strong family history of lung cancer and if you are a previous smoker, I think you should be screened for it. Uh, that, and that in itself, uh, 
that won't prevent it, but it certainly would catch it early, earlier. And that that's that's the treatment of choice. I mean, and then other than that, your lifestyle is what will prevent it as best you can. And then there's that 10, 20% of folks that just will get it. And in which case, you know, uh, you, if you're screened, we can catch it early and it can be treated. If it's if it's stage three or four, it can still be treated, but cured, uh, that, that makes it a little more difficult to cure it. What great information. Thank you so much for being with us today. Really, it's so important for people to hear. You're listening to Manatee Talk Radio with Manatee Memorial Hospital. For more information, please visit manateememorial.com. That's manateememorial.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Manatee Memorial Hospital. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. Individual results may vary. There are risks associated with any surgical procedure. Speak with your physician about these risks to find out if minimally invasive surgery is right for you. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.